absolute power corrupts absolutely. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another edition on a fine Sunday morning of the Master Plan. I am JT, a.k.a. the Master, and uh, it's the first Sunday in July. Happens to be the July 4th weekend. Hopefully, you are having a good weekend, and uh, that's why I'm playing that music. Get on up. Listen to my show. Let's talk about the NBA free agency and all the money. The money tree of the NBA is flowing to the players that are free agents. And they're reaping the rewards of the money-making machine of the NBA. And uh, some astronomical contracts... Going to big name players and even not so big name of players. Going to also be talking about my one of my favorite subjects. I always talk about some way I find it in the conversation is the NFL. And last but not least, if we get a chance, because I you know sometimes I like to get on a rant. And talk, and talk, and talk, and talk, and don't finish the agenda or what's on the uh, uh, agenda for today. I'll be talking about the fantasy baseball and, uh, in particular, my fantasy baseball team. I do it with fantasy football, as you know, week in and week out, and I also do it with. Fantasy baseball, whether I win, whether I'm lose, whether my my teams are are, are garbage, hot garbage, as I like to say, or are they uh, in contention to at least get into the playoffs? I'm not, you know, I I like to think all my teams are uh, championship type teams, but in order to get to the championship, you got to get to the playoffs first. Got to be in it to win it. So, get on up. Grab your coffee, orange juice, water. I like, first thing in the morning, I like um, lemon water. Cleans your system, gets your system going. Great, great uh, thing to start your day off with, with a, a nice, tall glass of lemon water. And I'm not just talking about dashing in um, a lemon concentrate stuff that you get out of a bottle. I'm talking about twisting a half of a lemon, squeezing it into that water, getting the natural juices out of a lemon. Nothing like it. All right. Enough of my talking about lemon water. Hello. Let's talk about NBA free agency and guys that are getting paid. Guys that are making that 
making that money. Making that money. Some people got to have it. And you know they are the NBA players right now. Getting paid. Former Nick. Now on the now I'm new member of the uh Sacramento Kings. Shooting guard. Aaron Afo Afolo signed a two year twenty five million dollar contract. What once besides being a shooting guard and being a very good one at that. Um, his defensive skills may have eroded a little bit at age 30. But I think the Sacramento Kings made a solid move uh, after they traded away on draft day. Marco Bellinelli, Aaron Afolo shot 38.2% from beyond the arc, uh, so that means he made made a little bit over one one three pointer uh, a game with the Knicks last season. Uh, now he's got to deal with Demarcus Cousins, who's not easy to deal with. But I think it's a solid move uh, and a decent contract. It's not crazy, but we're going to be talking about some crazy ones in the NBA. Next on on the agenda, Ryan Anderson used to be on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, power forward. Now he's got to deal with James Harden being a new member of the Houston Rockets. Get this. Ryan Anderson signed a contract, four-year contract of $80 million. $80 million, not eight. $80 $80 million. So that's like $16 million. No, that's about, a 17, about $17 million a year. 16 and a half, something like that. $80 million. No, I'm sorry. That's $20 million a year. Well, no, where is my math at? Four years, $80 million for Ryan Anderson. $20 million a year. Now, he is one of the best three-point shooting guards in the, in the NBA. And he'd go into a team that's not afraid to put, put it up from beyond the arc. Not a great defensive player. Uh, so, with a James Harden-led team, he should fit right in. Shoot the ball up and play no defense. That's 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 what the Houston Rockets are as we are right now. Next we go to Darrell Arthur. Another power forward. Reportedly he signed a three year contract. Member of the Denver Broncos excuse me, Denver Nuggets, not Broncos. We're, we're talking NBA here, Jerry. Denver Nuggets, he signed a three-year deal, $23 million uh, with his same team. Power forward, only average. Now, get this. This is how bloated these uh, uh, um, contracts are. 
Arthur averages 6.7 min, 6.7 points a game, along with three, 3.7 rebounds. He's mainly a defensive player, but he's getting $8 million a year. Just short of eight million. I mean, three years, twenty-three million dollars. So it's just short. But he only, he only, he's only scoring six point seven points, six point seven points a game, and he's a big man. You, and you would think he's a power forward, so you would think he would give you some decent rebound. And he only gives you three point seven rebounds, so that's about four rebounds a, a, a night for a big man. Like I said, his main impact is on the defensive end. Well, he got to be a hell of a defensive player to pay him that money. Still talking about the Denver uh, Broncos. Not Broncos, Jerry. The Nuggets. Still talking about the Denver Nuggets. Um, DJ Augustin. Point guard for the Denver Nuggets is no longer. He's on his way to the Orlando Magic to play with Serge Ibaka. If you know that on draft day, he got traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Orlando Magic. So DJ Augustine signed with the Orlando Magic for four years at $29 million. He, too, is making $7.25 million a year. And that's going to be for a backup point guard. A backup point guard sitting on the bench, coming in when he needs to. Making seven point two five million dollars. Some, some, you know he's going to see some minutes, but you don't know what kind of minutes he's going to see. But he's a backup. That's crazy. It hasn't. I haven't even haven't reached the, reached the craziness yet. But I'm getting there. Nicholas Batum. Small forward for the Charlotte Hornets. One of the second best players on the Charlotte Hornets basketball team. Michael George's team, Charlotte Hornets. Okay. Michael happens to be a very frugal person. That's a, that is definitely a fact. Michael Jordan is a, is, is a stingy SOB. That's a fact. But Nicholas Batum, squeezed. For five years, $120 million contract that he has. Five years, $120 million. $24 million a year. $24 million. And I'm not even getting crazy yet. This is one of them, though. $24 million for Nicholas Batum. Now, we're not talking about Steph Curry. We're not talking about LeBron James. We're not talking about Kevin Durant. We're talking about Nicholas Batum. 
$24 million a year. Now, they say he has the all-round skill set deserving of a max contract, which is what this is, a max contract for his skill set. And they they need to keep somebody that can uh, fill, fill the... Uh, uh, basketball up. I mean, ba- the uh, basket up with uh, with shots. But he's not even quite an all star level player. But he gets twenty four million dollars a year. I love the NBA. I, 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 in all of its wisdom, I don't watch it. But they got money to burn. It's coming from somewhere. All right, let's move on to another team. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks signed a former Philadelphia 76ers, and I know he's glad to leave Philadelphia. No, he's glad to leave Philadelphia, especially with a contract with Jared Bayless, shooting guard, had gotten three years, $27 million contract with the 76ers. So that's just short of, no, it's not just short. That's $9 million a year. He's a solid veteran. He can play uh, uh, some small forward. He can play some uh, shooting guard. Last year, last season, he shot a career best, 43.7 from the beyond the arc with Milwaukee. So if nothing else, he should give the 76ers some much-needed depth on the perimeter. Really. Really. Let's go down to the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm going to tell you something about the Atlanta Hawks when we get there. Uh, um, Besides this this player, Kent Bazemore, a small forward. His contract was up. He signed a four-year contract, $70 million. Four-year contract, $70 million. So he's getting a $17.5 million contract. Baysmore came into the league as an undrafted prospect out of Old Dominion. Last season, he averaged 11.6 points, 5.1 rebounds, and... He he was someone that the Hawks just couldn't let go. So they rewarded him with a $17.5 million a year contract for four years. $70 million. Oh, my God. Let's move on to the Washington Wizards. And uh, uh, what, did, what they did in their infinite wisdom, not letting one of their uh, best players go okay uh bradley beal shooting guard like i said from the washington wizards and they decided to give him a hell of a contract five years 128 million dollars which people who don't know can't figure that up real quick. That's $25.6 million a year for five years. And that's a guaranteed contract. 
That's not like if you play bad or you get cut or something like that. Or you get hurt. You don't get whatever's left of that contract. You get $128 million. You sign on the dotted line. It's not like the NFL. If you play for in the NBA, if you play in the Major League Baseball, that contract, whatever you sign, is what you're going to get. Unless you retire. And most guys are not going to retire if they know they got $25.6 million coming to them year in, year out until that contract is over. And that's five years, $128 million. He's a great three-point shooting guard. One of the top shooting guards in the NBA. And he got paid like he was. Only problem is, and like I said, unless you get hurt, they're not going to get their money's worth. And he's one of these guys who, in his four-year career, is riddled by injuries. He can't stay healthy. But the Wizards didn't want to see him walk out the door because who are they going to replace or someone like that? You got John Wall and Bradley Beal. That's that's got to be one of the um, um, NBA's most one of them. Now I'm not saying the one the the most talented, but one of the most talented backcourts. Him and John Wall, absolutely dynamic, athletic. Deadly, Bradley Beal is deadly, deadly shooter from three point. And then uh, 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 a playoff darling when when his team was still in the in the um, in the playoffs until they got bumped out by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Bismack Biombo, formerly of the uh, Toronto Raptors, power forward slash center. Is no longer with the Toronto Raptors. They, they decided to let him go. And I, if I was Bismarck Biombo, I'd sign two on the dotted line if the New Orlando Magic uh, decided to sign him up for four years. $72 million. $18 million for Biombo. He made the most out of the, the short playoff run that they had. Doesn't have much of an offensive skill set. He does rebound well, and he does play defense uh, around the rim well. Now, that, that's going to put him, along with Serge Ibaka, Nikolai Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, and Jeff Green, which that's a very deep uh, front court. Uh, but I can see him. I don't know if he's going to even start. <clears throat> With, with the other four that I just named. And you get $18, $18 million to more or less probably to sit on a bench. Let, let's move on to another power forward that used to play for the Utah Jazz. But now he's moving over to the 
Brooklyn Nets. God help you. Moving over to Brooklyn Nets. Trevor Booker. Now, this, well, I, I, well, what can I tell you? He's a 28, a year old, six foot eight power forward. He's averaged 5.9 points a game and 5.7 rebounds a game in 20, uh, a little, about 21 minutes per game last season. And he came off the bench in um, 77 of 79 games. He did see some time in the starting lineup during his four years with the Washington Wizards, but he's best off coming off the bench. And he's getting a two-year contract, okay, $18 million. So coming off the bench, $9 million a year. Hell, I can come off the bench for $9 million. You kidding me? $9 million. How about Jordan Clarkson? Shooting guard from the Los Angeles Lakers. Who wants to play with the Lakers? What? It, they had to keep him. He didn't go anywhere. This is, this is his team where he's been. His contract was up. They decided to keep him. Four years. $50 million. For those who don't know, that's $12.5 million a year. He can play shooting guard, small forward, somewhere around there. He can be the combo guard. Um... But you know the Lakers have to uh, are in a rebuilding mode. So what can I tell you? Now here we go. Here we go. This is the richest man right now. The richest man in the NBA. Signing the richest contract in the NBA as we speak right now. Now check this out, people. Check this out. If I had a little bit more height and was a little younger, I'd probably be getting paid like Mike Conley of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Point guard. Mike Conley. It's got the the richest contract in the NBA right now. He signed for five years. Now, he didn't leave his team because his team didn't want it. I, I don't blame his team for paying him. But to pay him this much? Oh, my God. Mike Conley, $153 million contract for five years. You know what that means? That means he's getting paid. I got to clear my throat for this one. $30.6 million a year. $30.6 million a year. Mike Conley is set for life. His kids are set for life. His grandkids are set for life. His great-great-grandkids are set for life. And his great-great-great-great-grandkids are set for life. $153 million. If he just puts that in the bank and gets minimal interest, you don't have to do anything else with it. 
that's that's that is a a family. And when I say family, I'm talking about generations down the line, way down the line. Changer. That's a changer, people. $153 million contract, richest contract as we speak right now in the NBA. And we're not even talking about LeBron James, who opted out of his contract, or Kevin Durant, who's still a free agent. We're talking about Mike Conley, a point guard, a point guard from Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, people, now I'm going to a, this is, this is, you know, let me tell you something. I don't like this guy, never liked this guy. I think he's one of the dirtiest players in the NBA. He happens to be on the, uh, um, now the uh, uh, reigning uh, uh, NBA champions, the Cleveland Cavaliers. But he, he, he made the most of being on playing with LeBron James the last few years. I don't think he's going to do as well as he did with LeBron James. But Matthew Delladova, the Australian, who used to be a point guard with the Cleveland Cavaliers, is now with the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks with Jason Kidd. Uh, who can teach Who can teach uh, uh, Matthew Delladova De something about playing the point guard position? Uh, but he's very limited in his ability. But he wasn't that limited because he, he signed a four-year contract with the Milwaukee Bucks for $38 million. So he's getting $9.5 million a year. Matthew Della Ladova. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now, the Cavaliers have 72 hours to match the contract. And he can't be signed until July 7th. But what they... What the Cleveland Cavaliers have with a high-salary contract, more than likely, Mr. Delavadova is headed to Milwaukee with a $9.5 million contract in his pocket. <laughs> Milwaukee, you know not what you do. I tell you that right now. I, I, there's no way I would pay him that. Half that, yes. Almost $10 million? Hell no. Now let's move on to another player who's moved on from South Beach going to Tinseltown. Luau Dang, small forward. Now, I like Luau Dang, high energy guy. Um, he's not the type, he's not the player he used to be. He's, at, he's 31 years old. Um, and, he, and the Los Angeles Lakers, this is the team he went to, went to the Los Angeles Lakers. They need a, 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 a seasoned veteran. Uh, with a team that's got a, a, a lot of young, inexperienced players. They need somebody that, that can uh, be the old sage, or one of the old sages in our team, in the Los Angeles Lakers. So, Luau Dang goes to the Lakers with a four-year contract worth $72 million. At age 31, ain't the player he used to be. 
He's not the elite perimeter defender that he was when he was in Chicago. He fell apart in the Eastern Conference uh, semifinals against the Raptors. Now, how much does he have left in the tank? We'll see. But he's getting paid for four years at $72 million and $18 million. Excuse me. Yeah, it even chokes me up. $18 million a year for Luan Zhang. $18 million. Are you kidding me? I got I to gotta go see where, the, where this money tree for the NBA is. Got to see it. Because it's one hell of a big tree. I got to see it. It must be a beautiful thing because a lot of these players, and I'm, st- I'm still running down here, but a lot of these players are reaping the rewards of this money tree. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's go, to, let's go to the Toronto Raptors. Now, he, this guy is one of the best shooting guards in, 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 the, um, in the NBA. Okay. One of the NBA's top scorers, okay? He gets through the three-throw line more than most. Uh, he usually has about eight and a half times he gets to, to, to the three-throw line. He's only 26 years old. Um, he's not the greatest of defensive players. And uh, his thing is within the arc, not beyond the arc. He likes to shoot a lot of two, two-pointers, so... Just think about this. He's one of the top scorers in the league, and he's not a three-point shooter. How often do you see uh, a scorer in the NBA that's like that, that doesn't have the skill set to to shoot a three-pointer? He's mainly a two-point shooting guard. That's it. But he's very, um, very prolific in doing that. He signed DeMar DeRozan of the Toronto Raptors. Signed a five-year contract worth $145 million. Yep. $145 million. That's $29 million a year for five years. Are you kidding me? And I'm like, like I said, this is not LeBron James. This is not Kevin Durant. This is DeMar DeRozan. Now, I know, like I said, he's one of the top scorers in the NBA. A lot of people may not have heard of him, but he, trust me when I say this, he's a very good player. He watched in the playoffs against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. He's one of the two uh, guards from um, Toronto who kept uh, the Toronto's Raptors uh, competitive in that uh, playoff series. So he got, he reaped the rewards of what he uh, um, had accomplished up until this point with a $145 million contract for four years, I t- said. Five years, I'm sorry. So when, when his contract is over, he'll be, what, 31, 32, somewhere around there, with $145 million in the bank. Another, another family changer. Another family changer, $145 million. I got one, another one for you. 
got another one for you. This guy's a big man. Big man's got to get included in this too. He's got to get paid just like the like the the uh, the um, uh, little man, if you want to call him little man. I'm Andre German, center for the Detroit Pistons, staying home. A restricted free agent, just 22 years old, just 22 years old. He's just 22 years old, and when you see him give this contract out, (laughs) that means if he stays healthy, he's got another contract going besides this one. Because this is a five-year contract. So when he's over with this, he'll be 27, 28 years old. With another contract, possibly, if he's still healthy enough to uh, play in the NBA at a, at a high level. But he's a big man, so he should be able to stay around a, a little longer uh, and, 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 and get another contract. But the contract he has now is another family changer. Okay? Andre Drummond signed a five-year contract Worth $130 million. A center. Uh, that if you, if you take out, go with the math, that's $26 million a year. $26 million a year for Andre Drummond. Wow. Now, I can imagine, I can imagine Kevin Durant... And I keep on bringing this up because when you when you finally are able to find out what the Kevin Durant after he goes through the handful of teams that are courting him and giving it and presenting what they are going going to give him in his in his deal, or if he stays at OKC where he can make even more money, um, if he stays there. I, I didn't say it pales in comparison, but it will pale in comparison because I can see this the, his contract being it could be excuse me double what Andre Drummond got for five years. So that means Kevin Durant could and and and, and I'm not just throwing this out there because I can I think I can see it coming two hundred and sixty million dollars for whatever amount of time he wants to sign for. So this is $26 million. Mike Connolly's making over $30 million a year. Andre Drummond, the center, making $26 million a year. And he's 22 years old. So, like I said, if he stays healthy, he's getting another contract. He's squeezing more money out of the NBA, out of the NBA, any NBA team. Let's move on to another guy. Now we come down. We come down, really come down. With a guy that is uh, going back to the Phoenix Suns, played last year with the uh, Washington Wizards, that Jared Dudley, small forward. The last time he's here, which was about six years ago, he was a key part of the 2010 Western Conference Championship team. He shot 42% from three-point range for the Wizards last season. And even played some center when uh, Washington went small. So he's a pretty uh, versatile player. 
but his normal position is, is at uh, small forward. Now, th- I can understand him getting this contract. All right, this is still a nice contract, but it's not uh, the last few contracts I was talking about. Signed a three-year deal, $30 million with the Phoenix Suns. He's going back to the Phoenix Suns, organization that knows him. Okay? So that's not too bad. $10 million a year. That's not too bad. I think I can live off of that. I, I think I can live off of that. I'm not like uh, Latrell Sprewell. I got I got mouths to feed. I got mouths to feed. I, I can't live off of uh, millions of dollars. But I, it is what it is. Let's move on to uh, a well-known player who exer- exercised a player option. And this is crazy. He may have exercised his his option to stay with the Spurs, but this is uh, pale in comparison. So, he, Tim Duncan, power forward slash center, future Hall of Famer, exercised his player option. Now, get this, exercised his player option. For $5.6 million to stay with the Spurs. Tim Duncan. Now, he's still mulling retirement because uh, uh, last season, all, everything that, uh, uh, all the statistics of rebounding, shooting, percentage, uh, shooting percentage, uh, uh, um, all career lows across the board uh, that he had. Career lows. So, uh, Tim Duncan, who is 40 years old, uh, I think he squeezed as most out of his body that he possibly can. Uh, and I'd be surprised if he plays again for the San Antonio Spurs going into the 2016-2017 season. Let's move on to a uh, Orlando Magic that they kept him, and now they're going to definitely use him because Victor Aladolapo is in Oklahoma City, and now that frees up this 23-year-old in Orlando to be the um, lone scorer in the uh, Orlando's backcourt. Evan Fournier, all right? Like I said, he's 23 years old, and now he's moving into the uh, – he's going to be the main guy in the shooting guard position. He signed a three-year deal – excuse me, a five-year deal worth $85 million, and – that's $17 million a year. Ridiculous money out there, people. Do you have a son that is over 6'2", 6'4"? He's playing basketball for sure. 
He's going to every basketball camp. He's going to get tutored by the best basketball player that, that will tutor him uh, to, to, to have an opportunity to play in college and then have the opportunity to go to the NBA because this is family changing. That's what I'm telling you. This is, this is not, I'm not saying light, this is family changing. Family changing. Five year, $85 million contract, $17 million a year. All right. I think this next guy, believe it or not, I think this next guy, the uh, Houston Rockets got cheap. I think they got him real cheap. Uh, Eric Gordon, very good. Uh, uh, very good shooting guard that used to play for the New Orleans Pelicans. Like I said, Houston Rockets got him now. Has a lot of talent uh, of a starter. Eight-year career. 27 years old. Doesn't play that well on defense. Which is, what else is new on the Houston Rockets? This guy will fit right in. Uh, he's a very good three-point shooter. Like I said, he'll fit right in with the Houston Rockets. Uh, they, like, they like to jack it up. And think defense is a, is a uh, four-letter word. Four-year contract, $53 million. $13.25 million. Now, that's cheap, in my opinion, for Eric Gordon. But I'm not, I don't think he's going to turn it down. I don't think he's going to, to say, you know, uh, a complaint about it. So there we go. Eric Gordon to, to the Houston Rockets for uh, four years, $53 million contract, $13.25 million. Jeff Green, who used to play for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, He's moved over to the land, Orlando Magic. Orlando's trying to build some type of winner there, trying to turn things around. He only signed a one-year contract. Don't know what, what... He's a small forward. I'm not a big Jeff Green fan. But apparently the uh, Orlando Magic are. They signed him to a one-year contract. That's that's a show-me contract. Show me what you can do. But that's a lot of show-me that he gets for one year. $15 million contract for one year. Jeff Green. Wow. It must be nice. Must be be nice. Solomon Hill, who used to play for the Indiana Pacers, is moving on to the New Orleans Pelicans at the shooting guard. Time he had on the floor. When he played for Indiana, he had 57.9% from three. So he could, he could fill it up from, from beyond the arc. He's only 25 years old. So the Pelicans are counting on him improving 
uh, and he can provide some uh, rebounding along with the, uh, his scoring, which they need. Um, he signed a four-year contract for $50 million. Solomon Hill, $12.5 million a year. Really? Really? Yep. Yes, he did. And is he going to start? For $12.5 million, he better. Or he's sitting on the bench. Come on, man. Come on. All right. I like this player a lot, and I, I was real surprised he left his team to go to the to Beantown. Uh, a center from Atlanta Hawks, a extremely good player, two six ten, two hundred fifty pounds, and is a very good defensive player along with his uh, uh, offensive prowess. A four time All Star player, um, he can pass, he can shoot. He's better than most guys um, at 6'10", 250 pounds. And and I'm surprised that Atlanta let him get away. Uh, Class guy, you you never see any guy, any any kind of problems at all, on and off the court. And now he signs with his new team, the Boston Celtics. I'm talking about the center, Al Horford. They're building a a, a strong young team up there. And, and, And this guy, to roam the middle, is extremely fortunate for the Celtics to land this guy. Four years, $113 million, and I think they got off cheap. I think they got only $113 million for four years. $28 million, $28.25 million a year. Al Horford's worth more than that, but you can't. He, he's not going to quibble about uh, uh, a few, few other dollars. All right, I got another caller here. Let me bring in this caller and see what we got. Caller from the six one nine. Welcome to the master plan. State your name and tell me what you got to say. Hey, what's going on, man? This is a uh, West Coast Steelers fan. That's why I'm known out here. But uh, anyway, you know, you, you're talking a little bit about NBA. Got a couple questions for you. Sure. Uh, number one, uh, let's talk about the union a little bit and the TV deal. Okay. So it's not so much, you know. I mean, I realize a lot. You know, I've been listening to you and, and keeping up with this. So some of these guys are overpaid. I yep. understand that. Mm-hmm. But, but. Is this more because of, number one, the successful TV deal, which means that every team had about, what, an extra $30 million to, uh, to spend over the salary cap? Right. And number, and number two, does this point to the su- successful negotiations of the union as compared to the NFL Players Union that's now bitching about, excuse me, that's now complaining <laughs> about about these big contracts that's that's being given out in the NBA. Hey, man, hey, 
Uh, you are what uh, you are what they they pay you. Let me put it that way. And and, and I, I'm not sweating any of these guys getting paid. Just just putting the, putting the numbers out there. Um, I think it's a combination of both. Being the, that the NBA uh, realizing that they're making a lot of money, and uh, the fact is their players are one of the causes of making a lot of money. Um, and wanting and these networks wanting them to be on TV because of the uh, excitement that these players bring. So they wanted to make it more of a collaboration and, and make it uh, a win-win for both sides, the NBA and NBA players. And um, if these guys, like I said, are, if somebody wants to pay them whatever they want to pay them, that's what they're worth. And God bless them. It only takes a second for that injury to come and uh, uh, ruin your career or end your career. Uh, unlike the NFL, um, their average playing time is, is a, a longer uh, for an NBA player versus an NFL player who's just like a little over three years, three, four years. Um, because and, and that's the nature of the sport. Um, uh, and, and NFL is a collision sport, and um, the, quite naturally, um, you, the, the human body can only take so much for so long. Uh, the NBA players are very athletic players, um, not much of a co- collision sport especially if, if you're, you're a, a peri- perimeter player. Um, and uh, uh, it, like I said, it's more of a collaboration between the two sides, the uh, management and the NBA players, and every, everybody's reaping rewards. And it's going to go up because the TV contract is going to get even that much better next year. So there's going to be more cap space uh, and more money uh, going to next year. Now, you talked about the Boston Celtics and Al Horford. Right. Uh, now, with Al Horford, you know, of course, they have Isaiah Thomas. Uh, now, mm-hmm. with the with the acquisition of Al Horford, do you think now that they will not pursue Kevin Love? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, now you know what I would. I'm not a big Kevin Love fan. Uh, you talking about Kevin Love or Kevin? You talking about Kevin Love or Kevin Durant? No, I'm talking about Kevin Love. I'm not a big Kevin Love fan at all, man. I think he's an extremely soft player, and and mentally, I think he's an extremely fragile player. And I don't think uh, Al Horford and, and, and Isaiah Thomas will need that type of player coming on their team. They're looking for tough guys that that uh, um, got got a little bit of roughness about them, and, and they need some dogs in that hunt. And, and Kevin Love is not one of those. Yeah, I, I most definitely agree with you about, about that. Uh, now, number, uh, what do you think the Atlanta Hawks are going to do now that Al Horford is gone? Man, that's 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 a good question, man. You know, Al Horford was a staple down there for uh, for every uh, ever since he was been there. He was a dog. I can't believe they let him go. Uh, I mean, I cannot believe. Uh, Al Horford left Atlantic Hawks. When I when I saw this, um, I was I was really surprised uh, because uh, they fit so well together. And, and him and the, uh, the team and organization, he, he was a, he's a class guy, and, and gives us all. Uh, and and uh, he's a very versatile player. Um, I don't know where to go. Um, I know the Atlantic Hawks, in my opinion, uh, took a step back. Now let me put it this way. Now. They did sign, and I and 
I read something online that Kevin, that Al Horford didn't want to go back to the Celtics because um, the Atlanta Hawks were pursuing uh, Dwight Howard, who they signed uh, for three years, $70.5 million contract, and didn't want to play with Dwight Howard. And uh, that's a big step down, in my opinion, from Al Horford to Dwight Howard, who, in my opinion, he's, he's not Kevin Love, but he's close. He's not Kevin Love, but he's close. And, and um, I'm not a big Dwight Howard fan either, and, and I can't believe that um, um, the Atlanta Hawks signed Dwight Howard and let Al Horford go. That's crazy. And I, and, and it's, I can see the economical difference, but Al Horford deserved it because he's a much better player than Dwight Howard. What's your thoughts? Oh, most definitely. You know, I, I almost, you know, when you put – when you talk about Kevin Love, like you said, it you know I mean you almost have to put him in in the same uh, type of category uh, if you want to pigeonhole. I mean you know uh, the mental softness to begin with, you know both having the tools to to work with, but not being able to, to you know being able to pull out that determination on the big stage. Uh, but I, I want to talk. I also want to ask you about the Knicks, right? Because this because this collection of the Knicks kind of reminds me of, of when the Lakers had what was it, Gary Payton, Carl Malone, you know, the the kind of old man, you know, the wheelchair team. Are the Knicks becoming, <laughs> you know, are the Knicks becoming the same? You know, I mean, Yakim Noah. Hey, I respect his game, but. Hey, I believe he only averaged about four points a game. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. He, I, I, I know. You know, he was he was good for his defense and whatnot. But if you're talking about building for the future, and then you acquired Derrick Rose, Joaquin Noah. I mean, the future? Are you serious? Well, I, it, that's ironic because I happen to be a Nick fan and, and I follow this closely and. and um, Remember, I'm a member of a group chat, and the guys were praising uh, the acquisition of Yakim Noah. Well, I think they're thinking of a Yakim Noah that maybe uh, a few years back when he was a lot better than he is now. Uh, you're right; he only averaged. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and I'm not a big Yakim Noah fan. You know, I I, I, I praise the brother because he's very enthusiastic, and, and uh, he's a crowd pleaser. Let me put it that way. Uh, because uh, uh, his, his energy, uh, but energy doesn't help you win games uh, when you only can score less than five points a game, uh, and, and uh, um, you're a, you're an offensive liability. Uh, and I agree with you again. I, I, I like the move of Derrick Rose, uh, but I don't know how much Derrick Rose is going to be uh, uh, able to give us, meaning the Knicks, um, through the season. What he's going to play about fifty games. Uh, maybe 60 games, if that, if he doesn't get hurt. Um, hopefully, he, 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 he's able to play a lot more. Um, but that team is going to be very limited, especially on the defensive side of the ball, um, if they don't get a big, bigger name. And I, and I heard they're trying to even get Dwayne Wade. Now, that's when you, when you talk about the three, two players that we talked about, you talked about Derrick Rose and you talked about um, Joachim Noah. Then you talk about <clears throat> possibly – and, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but but it's in talks that uh, Dwayne Wade is talking to the Knicks about a contract and coming there. 
he talking about at least two players, Rose and, and Wade, that have injury issues that you don't know how much you're going to get out of. Wade, Wade's needs, uh, you only can give him certain minutes, uh, uh, and back-to-back games are questionable. So uh, you team that with Carmelo Camar- Anthony, who's limited on the defensive side of the ball, and somewhat, even though he's a prolific scorer, he's limited on the offensive side of the ball also. And I don't know what kind of Nick team is going to um, be fielded on the floor with uh, Hornacek. Uh, and the fact is that these guys, from what I understand, are going to be uh, 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 running the triangle, some, some form of the triangle, triangle offense. And, and the only ones that, there's none of them, I mean, that run a triangle. I mean, Carmelo and uh, Persingas have experienced the, uh, a form of the triangle last, last year. Um, but these other guys are going to have to learn it and learn it quick. Mixing players like that, I don't know, man. I, you know, it, it, sound, it looks good on paper. It sounds good for the public, but I don't know how much uh, it's going to equate to wins. What's your thoughts? Well, now, if, look, look, I also want you to, to talk about, you know, another aspect of this. You know, you talk about players with, with fragile egos. I mean, you know, Carmelo Anthony is very outspoken, man. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. what about the clash of personalities between Carmelo Anthony and Derrick Rose, Carmelo Anthony and, and, and Yaquim Noah? Because, I mean, you know, Derrick Rose and Yaquim have, have played together. So quite naturally, you know, you would think that, that in most cases they're going to be a pair to be reckoned with. And what kind of, of example – is this going to be setting for what appears to be the future of the Knicks, Mr. Porzingis? Yeah, see, he's 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 got some veterans that are setting their ways, are used to doing certain things a certain way, um, especially especially with uh, uh, Derrick Rose and Yakim Noah, who are coming from the same team. Um, um, he's gotten a taste of. Carmelo Anthony for the first year that he was there. Uh, he's very, he's on the, he can go either way. If, if he's had, if he's uh, got a strong personality, he can maintain who he is without being influenced by these veteran players. And, and which I think he is, I think he's a pretty solid guy mentally and heart wise heart, and heart wise. Uh, and um, it's, in my opinion, uh, sooner or later, if this guy keeps, Ascending, not descending, but ascending in his skill set. This is going to be his team. These guys, in my opinion, and including Carmelo, because I, I don't know how much more Carmelo has left. To tell you the truth, um, um, are gatekeepers. I think eventually this is going to be Porzingis' teams as long as he stays on the team and uh, ascends in skill set. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, like I said, as a, as a Knicks fan, uh, you know, I, I think uh, you're going to have a very intriguing season. And <laughs> say the least. Be, <laughs> and it's going to and to be, you know, even more intriguing, like you said, uh, when there's more cap space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to ask you about Kevin Durant. You know, let's, let's go out west here a little bit. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I know, and, you know, we all know that, that the best place – for Kevin Durant is to stay in Oklahoma City. That's right. financially. Right. Because, I mean, you know, we all know. But can he really win a chip 
in, in Oklahoma City? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've been wrestling with this. It, it, financially, he would he would reap the rewards of staying uh, the most in, in, in Oklahoma City. Um, but uh, to, I think he need, probably, in my opinion, uh, he needs to, to, to cut bait and go. Uh, and uh, where he goes, uh, I'm thinking uh, uh, Golden State. I'm thinking. Um, uh, I was thinking. I, I was thinking um, the San Antonio Spurs until I thought about it for a minute. The San Antonio Spurs are very close to rebuilding because the fact is the the, the core players that they have, Ginobili and Duncan. Uh, more like won't more likely won't be there. Uh, I think Duncan is uh, contemplating retirement, and Ginobili is not the player he used to be. Uh, so we have uh, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard and, and uh, um, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, you got to get some other, more pieces to um, to be what they were this year. I think this was the last big run. They had the second best record in the NBA. Um, and I can't see, even with Pop as the coach, um, they're going to have some issues uh, and some holes to fill next year. And Kevin Durant, does he want to go to that uh, situation? Or does he, does he still want to stay in the West with one of those two teams? Uh, ironically, those are two teams that had the, uh, the best record and the second best, best record in the NBA. Or does he want to go um, to the East, maybe to the Boston Celtics, uh, or, or the like. Who knows? Um, I think supposedly he's going to have uh, made a decision in the next uh, two to three days. So we'll see what happens. What's your thoughts? Um, you know, uh, talking about the Spurs, you mentioned Ginobili and you, and you also mentioned uh, uh, Tim Duncan, but you didn't mention the kind of demise of Tony Parker. Right. So, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So you know, while we're talking about places where te- you know teams where Dwayne Wade might fit in, why not Dwayne Wade in a Spurs uniform, especially if he wants to go to a contender? You know, I, I you know I, I'm thinking Dwayne doesn't want to go on the West Coast. Um, the, the teams that he's been talking to besides Miami are the Milwaukee Bucks and the uh, New York Knicks. So I'm thinking he still wants to stay on the East Coast uh, and not travel out West. Now, it probably would be beneficial to him if he went out West, uh, wherever he wanted to go out West, even in, in, in Texas, because his, young, his wife is a Hollywood star, and she spends a lot of her time, I imagine, out on the uh, West Coast doing her thing. So, um, but the teams that he's been talking to, are all East Coast teams. So I think he's an East Coast type of guy. He likes to stay on, on this type. type. He likes the Atlantic Ocean versus the Pacific. And uh, that's what I'm thinking. So I don't know what you think, but that's, that's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking, you know, he, he, he didn't have to pay tax in Florida, so I'm not sure if he really wants to go to a state, you know, even though he might <laughs> be talking to these teams. You know, who wants to go to New York and pay that luxury tax, man? I mean, yeah, come on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm just thinking, you know, financial-wise, and, and, and if you want to be on the contender, 
you know, but speaking of staying out, out west, I mean, we talk about teams that, that, that have picked up some young players and, and have, have really, you know, given up some big dollars. But it doesn't really seem that they've helped their roster, even though they've helped their salary cap. And I'm talking about the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. In a you know, in a talent-filled West, man. I mean, are they ever going to be more than than possibly a seven or an eight at best? No, I mean, you know, it, it, if you quite naturally, you know, in the West, there's so much talent out there. Uh, until it, until the players that are prominent in these teams out west uh, either move to, uh, to 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 the other conference, the Eastern Conference, or get old enough that their um, uh, won't be uh, relevant anymore, um, the West is always going to be strong for whatever you know. It seems like they they've had they've had the talent out there forever, even though. The Cavaliers won this 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 uh, um, uh, this NBA uh, championship, and out of the Eastern Conference, for the most part, the NBA is run by whatever happens in the West. So, uh, I, I got to believe that the Western Conference is going to be here to stay for a while, and these teams are are just trying to position themselves as much as best they can to get the talent. Uh, to be able to com- compete, uh, I said earlier in the program, um, in order to to get it, win a championship, you got to get into the playoffs, and anything can happen there. So, you're the seventh or eighth seed, you still are in the playoffs. You just it, you you have a chance. You always have a chance, as long as you're in the dance. If you if you don't have the uh, um, wins to get in the dance, then you don't have a chance to get uh, um, a, a um, to play in the championship, so, but so, so as long as you you be, you're competitive 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 enough to get into the playoffs, that's what these teams are looking for. We got to get into the playoffs and with a chance to 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 be able to go on a run, get fortunate enough to go on a good run, and regardless of what conference you're in, we're talking about the Western Conference, to be able to, um have a chance to play in a, in a championship. So that's all you can do. That's all you, that's all, that's all these teams are trying to do right now. Every team's got the aspiration quite naturally to get into the championship. But like I said, you got to get into the playoffs to get into the championship. So you want to make sure you have a playoff caliber team to do that. I, I understand what you're saying and it sounds good. <laughs> but this isn't the NFL. <laughs> but this yeah. isn't the NFL. I mean, yeah. when's the last time? When's the last time anyone other than a one or two seed won a chip in the NBA? Well, I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, let's let's talk about the Lakers a little bit, man. Okay. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've seen the demise of of the Lakers. Uh, you know, now now. Kobe's gone. Uh, the no magic is no longer affiliated with them, um, you know. And, and then you you got some knuckleheads like like Nick Young. Uh, I have to include Jim Buss in that knucklehead category. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So do you think the Lakers are going to land a big name in free agency with all the chaos? No, no. I, I, I'd be extremely surprised um, from from the organization that's run by uh, Jim Buss, who who is one of the most dysfunctional um, 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 uh, one one of the dysfunctional organizations in management versus Jim Buss. No way. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to play for the Lakers now um, for the simple reason that they're in a huge rebuilding mode. They got some knucklehead um, um, players on that team. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a total mess. I'll put it that way. It's a total mess. And no one wants to be associated. If you're a big name, you don't want to go to a total mess. Now, you could see it two ways, but if, if I was, say, like Kevin Durant, okay, and the Lakers come knocking, I'm not answering the door. I'm not, I don't want any parts of the Lakers because I've seen from afar what, what's, going, what's going on with them. Um, and, uh, I don't want any parts of that. I want some, I want to go to a spot that I know is, is stable. Uh, the management stable, the coaching staff, the coaching staff is stable and, 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 and the, uh, um, the players, um, and I just added to, I, I'm added to, to that, uh, um, team as a cohesive unit and none of that above equates to the Lakers, in my opinion. So uh, there's no way I want any parts of the Lakers. So and and, yeah, and the fact and and the, and the fact is this, and and and, and believe it or not, that the, the other organization, the major two major organizations, the, the Lakers on the West Coast, the Knicks on the left coast, on the on um, on the um, excuse me on the East Coast, I don't think I want any parts of them because the fact that both those organizations and I'm a Knicks fan are. Uh, dysfunctional. The Lakers more than the Knicks, but not that far behind are the Knicks as being a dysfunctional and and, uh, organization. Just think about this. Lakers have a new coach, so do the Knicks. (laughs) The Lakers and the Knicks both have new coaches. Well, you know, uh, it's it's interesting, you know, you, you talk about new coaches and you talk about knuckleheads in the same sentence. So, you know, and and you say you're a Knicks fan, so I'm going to really throw you for a loop here. Okay. Should the Knicks should the Knicks pursue Demarcus Cousins? Oh hell no, 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 no. You know, <laughs> no. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something. I I think Demarcus Cousins needs to go to a coach, uh, and I can only think of one coach, one coach that Demarcus Cousins would respect. And play hard for, and that's uh, uh, Greg Popovich, because he 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 he's got a track record. He's got he's got the rings, and he and he's got um, the uh, uh, the rep behind him. I think that's the only person that would uh, um, be able to handle Demarcus Cousins. That that, that I, I can't. Uh, maybe you know another coach, but I only see one coach that that would, would be able to get the respect of DeMarcus Cousins and have DeMarcus Cousins toe the line. Otherwise than that, it's open season on coaches with DeMarcus Cousins because he has no respect for any of these coaches, and he, 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 he players have their mind. Some of them uh, know how to con- control their um, – a lot of them know how to control their emotions on the court, uh, but 
because the Marcus Cousins uh, has had a free reign, uh, so to speak, from the time he was in college and his time into the NBA. Uh, I think there's only one coach that would um, be able to somewhat rein him in, and that would be Greg Popovich. I don't know how you think about that, but that's DeMarcus Cousins. It's a coach killer. Um, most definitely. And, uh, you know, Stan, Stan I, I'm out here actually on the West Coast in, in right. San Diego. Okay. Uh, so uh, talking about Kevin Durant, you know, and, and he was talking about, you know, the wow factor, uh, the Clippers. He said, you know, like, you know, they, they really – brought out the red carpet. What do you think about the Clippers using the big four as a selling point? And do you think that, that you know, with uh, the injury problems of Blake Griffin, uh, the, mentality, the, the, the mental toughness of uh, Chris Paul, you know, and, and of course, uh, DeAndre there, et cetera, I mean, do you think it's it's really possible for the Clippers to sell the Big Four? And do you think that if, if if they sell the Big Four and it's not successful next year, it would be it'll be proved to be more detrimental to them? Well, I mean, that would be a formidable formidable uh, um, quad if if he went to the Clippers. Uh, with the name, the players you just named, adding with Kevin Durant on there, and I saw that also that he was blown away by what they offered. Um, uh, in my opinion, they would be a one of the favorites uh, to go to the finals. Let me put it that way: if Kevin Durant was there, because they, they, they would cover the spectrum of talent that you need on a team. Uh, you got a, a, a power forward and a center in, in uh, Griffin and Jordan. Uh, you got a, a, um, a, a pro uh, NBA all-star uh, point guard in Chris Paul. And you got a prol- prolific scorer in um, uh, Kevin Durant. Um, and all you need is a throw in on, with the fifth guy. So, I mean, um, that would be a hell of a lineup to, to um, push out there. Uh, night in and night out, going up against any team, including the uh, um, anybody anybody in the Eastern Conference and anybody in the um, Western Conference, including the uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, it'd be hard matchup. Golden State always had a hard time with the Clippers, even though they were able to come out on top quite a bit. But adding a piece like that to the Clippers would – really uh, be a difficult uh, task for any team, any team. I mean, you, extremely, extremely big team, extremely big front court in Durant, Jordan, and Griffin. And, uh, and then you have Chris Paul, the orchestrator. Wow. I can say that'd be a wow factor. That's a wow factor right there, man. I tell you that right now. That would be a wow factor. Now, everyone talks about Kevin Durant going to Golden State, but when you look at their lineup, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, of course, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, uh, there's talk about Andrew Bogut, you know, possibly leaving, but I don't see that happening, especially with it with his defensive prowess there in the middle. And I understand, you know, everybody wants Kevin Durant, but when you look at Golden State's lineup, does he really fit? Oh yeah, why wouldn't he fit? That that's an extremely unselfish team. They move the ball around to the guy who 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 got the best. Best, best opportunity for uh, the best shot. Um, and Kevin Durant would fit right, in my opinion, would fit right into that. Um, he would have to be the man uh, at times, just like Steph Curry, just like Clay Thompson, just like Draymond Green at times, each on a given night, all, all, the other three guys would be a, the person that would be fed the ball the most because they happen to have the hot hand. Um, I would think Kevin Durant would fit fine in there take the place of Harrison Barnes, that, that'd that be a hell of a lineup to go against each night also. Hell of a, uh, um, a lineup to go against. So, uh, the Clippers, and I know they don't like the, the, the uh, I know the Clippers don't like the Golden State Warriors, and I know the Golden State Warriors don't like the Clippers. But if one of those land Kevin Durant, uh, they uh, uh, would be a uh, Tough out, extremely tough out. Every night, every night be a tough out. Uh, 73, 73 games, I don't know if anybody's going to ever get to 73 games, but they're, they're going to be in the high 60s, that's for sure. High 60s. Each season, that, that they stay together. All right, man, I, I got to get out of here. Um, what's your name? James King, man. James, I yes, okay. Hey, I really appreciate you calling. Um, call back again because uh, I'm, I'm always talking NFL, NBA, uh, some some Major League Baseball, but my, my my main thing is the NFL. But I do like talking the NBA, and I enjoy the conversation with you. No problem, man. You have a good day. You do the same. Thank you. Yeah. All right, people, it's time to go. Uh, I'm gonna join the rest of this Fourth uh, of July weekend. Uh, I'm not even going to play any music. I'm just going to drop the mic and walk away. See ya.